Howe, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with... Tim McNamara crew here, and we also have special guests going to be joining us. And we have a little bit of a short timeline here with our introduction tonight because uh, we have to check in with Lisa DeMilo in the WEC Traffic Center pretty soon. So right before we get to that, I'm not going to tell you who our, oh, I'll tell you who our guests are. Team Flynn. Hello, Trish and Nick Flynn. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yay. We're so excited. And I'm not going to tell anyone our topic yet because we're going to have a contest. And hello to Dustin, who is in the city right now. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. I have Mary with me and we have Melissa, who is getting us um, hooked up on Facebook Live. So you can watch us there. We also have a link. So if you want to join us through Zoom, we can certainly do that. Uh, But we're going to have a contest. Okay. If you can tell me the third person to call Ben at the studio, 781-837-4900, and tell us what FISBO stands for. If you're a real estate agent, you can't call. That's cheating. F-S-B-O. Tell us what it stands for. $25 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts. Speaking about Dunkin' Donuts, it's people's favorite thing to do when they're driving in traffic in the morning. I wonder what they drink on their way home. I don't know, but Lisa DeMilo will know, and she's going to give you the WATD Traffic Center news right now. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good intro, wasn't it? Well, Route 44 West is tough, approaching a rollover at Route 105. Six Leslie Northbound is inching along from the Braintree Split and Furnace Club. Center Slow from the Mass Pike up to the tunnel. Southbound Jam from the tunnel down to Columbia Road. Then around the brakes from Bryant Ave to the Split. Route 3 South delays from the Expressway to Union Street. 93 North is stop and go from Route 37 to the Braintree Split. Southbound Slow from the Braintree Split to Route 24. And Route 24 South body delays from 93 to Route 139. Mr. Foot is sponsored by Amazon. Amazon is hiring. They've got boxes full of what's important to be packed up and delivered. Enjoy benefits and flexible ships. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon's an equal opportunity employer. 
Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WACD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Hello to all of our South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara from Boston Connect Real Estate, which is the sponsor of our radio show here, Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We're calling it a roundtable because we're sitting at one. (laughs) 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 It's been a very long day. Um, But we're going to have a roundtable discussion tonight. But um, right before we uh, went to the news for traffic, I said if we had any callers. Ben, did we get any callers that we're going to attempt our contest here well the show just started the night is young we're gonna get them right on in again give them the number sharon okay so 781-837-4900 781-837-4900 this is for a chance to win a dunkin donuts uh 25 gift card if you are the third person to call benjamin at the WHED studio and tell us what fizbo stands for f S-B-O. If you can tell us what that stands for, you're going to win that contest. In the meantime, what we're going to do is introduce our guests. So who wants to start that process? Well, Mary has known them the longest. Mary, why don't you give <laughs> them their introduction? <laughs> Have I really? So, um, so we, uh, before we started, we or before we came back from break, we introduced our guests. We have the Flynn team here and they... Team Flynn. Uh, team Flynn. Flynn team. Team Flynn. You know, however you want to say it, but it's team Flynn. Team Flynn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however you want to say it. However you want to say it. But it's like team Let's Flynn. say team Flynn. <laughs> team Flynn. Thank you. Okay. So, um, which is comprised of... We do have a caller. Flynn. Yeah, right. Trish Flynn and caller. Nick Flynn. So why don't you guys tell everybody um, who you are, how long you've been with the office, how long you've been a team, and um, where you kind of focus. Cool. So I've been an agent with Boston Connect since the very beginning. So just over 10 years now. Holy smokes. It's crazy. And um, talking too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's. Yep. <laughs> and so I've been, you know, doing this full time since way back when. Um, and you, yes, really I, you know, I, I helped out some newer agents and did that in the beginning and helped out Sharon in the beginning. And mm-hmm. then Nick joined me uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah, closing in on two years, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is weird to think about because I'm like, it's been such a joy that I don't feel- <laughs> <laughs> Working with your wife and, you know, well, going home. I'm like still in the real estate honeymoon where like people tell sob <laughs> stories and I'm like, Oh, no, I, I still like this. <laughs> for Nick Flynn over there. But then there's Trish who's like, listen, I'm going to slap you right back into reality. And this is something Sharon told me right from the beginning. You are not going to enjoy this process. <laughs> I know. Yes. So. It's hard. It's hard, but rewarding. It's very, yeah. it's it's like, yeah, every job has its yep. times. But for the most part, it's been a blast. I've loved it. It's I'm so thankful, so appreciative to have somebody else to help me, help my clients, help our clients and working together. And as you know, like real estate, you have to be in so many places at once all the time. So that's works out pretty well. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? You guys were, you, Trish, you were obviously killing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bringing on Nick to kind of 
help out and be able to provide your clients with an even better service so that you can divide and conquer. That's like the pros and cons of having a team, which we could do a complete and total different show on. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you guys you obviously enjoyed that because Trish, you were solo for a while. Now it just makes a yeah. world of difference, right? It does. It's like you don't, you don't drop balls because somebody's there to help you like with everything, just like stupid little things to huge things. Mm -hmm. When you have to drop everything to run, to go do something, we, we have the ability to do that. Yeah. You give up some control, but <laughs> I don't believe it. Thing. That's not an easy oh, thing. Oh, really? That's we true. might be uh, having that transitional problem ourselves on our team. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. was it one thing too, that it was probably very surprising because, so just so everybody knows, Trish and I have, I've known Trish since she was in high school and we were at St. Joseph's, the worker church. She was one of the vacation Bible school counselors. And Did I was say when, since you were in high school, she was in high school. Oh, I thought you said you. I no, was like, she wasn't even. I wasn't born. <laughs> she wasn't even thought of. <laughs> so, um, but we met that there, and um, she babysat the girls. And wow, now Casey's engaged. Oh yeah, to Dustin. Congratulations yeah. to Dustin. Um, so it it's while you were in the office. I know Trish and Nick because Nick um, again tomorrow is Veterans Day. So thank you very much for your services. We really appreciate you and everything that you've done for our country, um, and all of your friends um, who are living and have passed. So um, they they gave a lot for us. So. I know they had traveled a lot because Nick was a Marine. So Trish was back and forth to San Diego. She came back. I was their buyer's agent for a while and Nick flushed every toilet for some reason or another in every house we went into. Do you still do that now? I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. really? Yeah. What's the matter? Yeah, I, I got a bunch more things that you could make fun of me about now. <laughs> That's funny. So um, let me show you my value here. Flush the toilet. <laughs> That's what I do. And I have a report to go along with how much slow that is. Um, so Trish and Nick were looking for their own house. They went back to San Diego. Then they came back. Trish is like, hey, can I talk to you about real estate? And I, we met at uh, Starbucks. And she's like, oh, I got my real estate license. I was like, oh, my God, I'm opening an office tomorrow. So she's been with me literally since day one. But Trish, was it you learned by osmosis and baptize, baptism by fire. Okay. And yeah. it was it was really crazy because when Boston Connect opened, we just really never anticipated that people were just going to be calling and joining and we grew so fast. So Trish was with me, like my, she was with me all the time, taking notes, telling me I was schizophrenic after she looked at her notes. And then, <laughs> which probably wasn't too far from off, but my notes still look the same way. But it was you learned that way, which yeah. probably isn't the best way, but like when you have to learn and learn it yourself and it isn't just like somebody spoon feeding you, which is why when you were a mentor, you weren't very like, here's the airplane. Was it interesting <laughs> to you? Where's your notebook and pen? Yeah. Get your notebook and pen and pay attention. That's and great. don't ask me again. But was yeah. it interesting to you when you brought it over, when you were teaching Nick all the processes, how much you really did know, how much is really involved? And Nick, were you surprised at how much there really is that goes oh, into real question. estate? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's amazing how much. Um, it, it's just like... It's just like a flood of information in the beginning. Like you're, you're just trying to like learn everything you can. So um, I, I did, I, you know, I always had Donna in the back too. And I'd be like, Donna, 
what does all this mean sometimes? Because Donna was the slow, methodical one, which was super helpful because I kind of got to see both both sides of things. But um, no, like it was just like put on your running shoes, Trish, and just keep up with Sharon and try to figure it out. I was like Googling things that I was like, what is this? What's coming out of her mouth? <laughs> I have no idea. And it, you know, it could have been like the most general term, but I was like, I don't even know what that means. I'm not going to ask her. So I'll figure it out on my own. Am I scary that people don't want to ask me stuff? Dustin, <laughs> Dustin puts me right in my place right now. I feel like <laughs> I asked you a lot of questions because mm. I was like, mm, I'm going to do it wrong. Yeah, I'd rather not do it wrong. <laughs> but it is. It's very fast paced, and there's a lot to learn. And in every single transaction that you do is different. So it's so different. And there's just in it, just the littlest things. Like might be a huge deal in one transaction, and then in another, it's it, not even a, an issue, not even a thought. Oh, oh, so please. We we have more stories from this summer, which I think we're just gonna have like a night of tequila and that's it tequila no limes no salt just tequila we all get a bottle yeah and just talk about some of the crazy things that happened over this summer in the heat of the market and that's the other thing too trish is if you think about the learning process you know it's you have these busier times slower times busier times slower times and just trying to like keep up with it all it's it's a lot to keep up with so yes someone have a question? No, we actually have a caller. Oh, we have a caller. Yes, okay. We have Jack from Plymouth who is on the phone. Jack, can you hear us? Yes. Hi, Jack. Are you here to ask us just a basic question or do you have an answer to my question for that $25 gift card? I had an answer to your question. Okay, the, perfect. So what does FISBO stand for? For sale by owner. Yay, that's what it is. Congratulations. Woo! So we'll make sure that you talk to Ben. Um, and get your information so we can get that um, But I want to ask um, you a question. How do you feel about that topic? Because that's what our topic is tonight. And you're talking to one, two, six real estate agents. So we're curious (laughs) what Jack thinks. Jack from Plymouth. I I don't think it's a good idea. It would be like... uh, somebody who dabbles in car repair trying to fix your brakes you know so and for the for the for the fee that is charged it's probably well worth it um, so i i am not a fan of for sale by owner Okay, great. I am so glad that you said that. So we're going to make your gift card $50. Okay, yeah. Mel? Mel? You are A-OK in my book. <laughs> you are A-OK in our book because we don't know Jack. We didn't ask him to say that. But um, it seems to me that the people who, and he's he's really right, you know, like, are you going to go to a car wash to get your brakes fixed? Are you going to go to a surgeon, you know, if you need to get your eyes checked, you know, they're in there taking out your liver right. and you're like, wait, I just wanted to see better, you know? So um, that was a very, very good analogy that you did. So we are really, for real, going to make your gift card $50. You just have to give all your information uh, to Ben when we hang up. Uh, Well, we're not going to hang up. You don't hang up. Did you have any questions for us, Jack, about any of this? No, it's been interesting listening, though. Thank you for for doing the show. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. We're really happy that you're listening. And um, I hope if you have any questions while we're on air, feel free to call back. So just stay okay, stay terrific. on with Ben, okay? And he'll get the information to us so we can get you out that gift card tomorrow. All right, thank you. All right, Bye, thanks, Jack. Have a, Jack. Thank you. have a good one. 
So that was Jack from Plymouth and he knew the answer. So um, who wants to get into what you want to tell everybody, Mel, what are... Um... Well, first we have a question. Oh, okay. From Ken McCormick. Okay, oh. Ken McCormick. Yes. How are my favorite girls doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that question. <laughs> yeah. hey, what about me? We were doing good. So we're doing good. I love Ken McCormick. He's great. He responded to my little post I did the other day. He's like, what do I do with all this stuff from the girls? And he's like, throw it away. I think I saw that. I think I saw that and I liked his comment actually. Cause I'm like, meh. Well, it's funny because Mark said, um, just throw it away. It's a fire hazard. Like, it's a fire starter. <laughs> so, uh, Ken, See, we miss look, you. So, looking out for you, Ken. Yes. Um, go ahead. So, tell everybody what our topic is tonight. So, tonight we are going to be talking about for sale by owners. Jack from Plymouth told everybody that. Um, <laughs> but in the beginning, Trish, I believe you were the one who sort of. Uh, started this whole conversation and, and why you wanted to sort of bring it to the to the radio show and, and talk about it. Um, I know Dustin has worked on this agenda, but um, I know we wanted to do some pros and cons. Um, I think all six of us might say, well, lots of cons, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll try and be unbiased. We'll try to be unbiased. Um, but, but Trish, it, was there anything no. that sort of came up um, that made you, yeah. you know, want I, to talk about yeah. this? Or? We were able to get a buyer per to purchase or is in the process of purchasing a, purchasing a for sale by owner. Yeah, we actually have a couple going on this, summer, this past this summer. This past summer. Yeah. Do we have oh, a wow. couple? Maybe? It, like, it's an, an, yeah, it's like an un odd amount. Yes, kind of, like yeah. I've only done, done a few in my career, but we did a lot this summer. And I think it's funny because our first meeting to like look at the house, like I, I was getting like rapid fire questions like, what about this? What about that? The septic, uh, like, cause I was like, have you tested the septic? Do you know? Oh, she's like, oh, I, it's probably going to fail. I was like, okay, do you know what happens with the timeline? If your septic fails, like we're, 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 we gotta, you, you should have started like two months ago. So <laughs> it was like, okay. And then I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that she was willing to work with me. Although she wasn't, <laughs> our, our buyers are willing to compensate us but it's um it's just so like you said like it, it this isn't like a do-it-yourself type of thing yeah I think like when we get when we do get into the topic of money and things like that we can get into kind of the detail of even specifically this example and what happened in terms of dollars with them but it's just it's such an odd topic because I think like nationwide we, it's like nine percent of uh sales if that and but it's just weird that it like dominates so much of our minds and we always bring up this topic and whenever you're with a bunch of realtors we always talk about fizzbos and things like that so like i think even though there's like a certain just a small portion of the market that does this yeah every time you walk into a a, a, li a listing appointment you fit you're faced with it to a degree you know what I mean? It's almost like you're, well, I may hire you, but, you know, I could do this myself, myself. if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, it's odd. I think it's kind of unique to our industry. industry. 
Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I think at the end, they're looking at the amount of compensation, but they don't understand that that's for all of our expenses. You know, you're split with your brokerage. Um, you know, that's one thing that I come up across all the time because I'm the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. But what they don't realize is I actually treat myself like an agent on the same exact commission scale as all of our agents. Um, ours is actually different because I'm a team. So ours is actually even a little more difficult. Um so that is something that we come up across as well is, you know, that they feel as if they can do it themselves. One of the things that's frustrating though, is when we spend our time, energy and money, and this happened to me probably about three years ago, three or four years ago, somebody asked me to come over. I did a whole analysis and he knew that I was a certified staging professional. I gave him all kinds of ideas never once given me the impression that he was going to try to do a for sale by owner. And then what do you know? It comes in MLS as a entry only where he paid 200 bucks to get it on there. It looked like crap. Can I say that? I did. did. And um, it had not professional pictures. It didn't have a floor plan. It had like junk piled in the corners. I could see pictures of kids um, names on the, on the walls. I could see what some of the toilet seats are up. Like yeah. just, it just was a mess. So everything that you wouldn't do. Exactly. Well, some of the things that I do do, he did. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So like lifting rugs and, and things like that. But he did take advantage of my time and energy. And you know, the thing that didn't, it didn't bother me that I didn't get compensated. What bothered me is you took away my time. So you took away, you know, I took the time to give you a price, put that stuff together. And we all know I spend a lot of time doing that <laughs> two minutes before you walk in the door. So, um, but no, there is, there's a lot to do there's when you're looking at comps and research end. and knowing the market. And again, uh, if you just come to me and say, hey, this is something I'm considering. I just need a price. I don't know if I'm really going to sell my house or not right now. I'll give you, I told somebody recently, don't sell your house. I don't think that you should, hmm. but don't take time away from my other clients or my family mm -hmm. or my puppies just because, you know what I mean? It's sort You're of sneaky. You're to tell the truth. Yeah. But Nick, you brought up something about statistics. So um, Dave Ramsey, who I like a lot, I saw him in person at one of the conferences that I went to. I think it was actually a Brian Buffini conference and he has a great article, should um, I do a for sale by owner? But he does have some statistics in here and Trish knows one of my favorite uh, books from the National Association of Realtors is the um, profile of buyers and sellers and it's all the information from the year before. So he came up with, this is from 2018 profile of home buyers and sellers. Sellers using the FISBO option sold their home for less than the median for the median. Now, how many houses have sold for the median this year? Not many, they've all been over it. Yeah. Selling price of other homes. In 2018, FISBO homes sold at a median of $200,000. So again, this is nationwide. That's a lot lower than the median price of two sixty four nine hundred for agent assisted homes. Even in that low price range, that's sixty four thousand nine hundred dollars difference. Mm. On a two hundred thousand dollar home, if we were doing five apples on that, how many? How much would that be? We can't talk um, antitrust laws, but um, mm. you know what yeah. I mean. Like, what would a compensation on that be? It, right. It's not going to be $64,000. It's worth no. hiring the professional, essentially. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, if you, even if you take that amount of money off and now you're down to two fifty, dollars we're yeah. still, still $50,000 above where, where they're talking. 
Yeah. And then the other thing is, it says in 2018, 93% of home sellers worked with a real estate agent. That means only 7%. So you were really, really close, uh, Nick, of all home sales were FISBOs. This was also a decrease in FISBOs from 2017 and the lowest FISBO total record recorded since NAR started reporting the numbers in 1981. So with the help of real estate agents, it was about people were getting 25% higher than the price for for sale by owner homes. Yeah. So statistically, uh, we can end our show right now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna, don't lie. I'm going to drop the mic because that's how we 25 to 30% mm-hmm. over the course of a couple hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. A I mean, lot. That's, I mean, you, you know, if you're getting into some of like the the average price ranges on the South Shore, you, you're talking close to like a hundred grand in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. And we, I mean, and, and I guess just to dive into it, we just kind of saw it on a house where, you know, the people were, they wanted to sell on their own. And I feel like the house was probably $50,000 under market value. Awesome for our buyers. But, you know, if those sellers were a little bit more informed or hired an agent or consulted an agent, I, I you know, they could have been putting, not only been putting more money in their pocket, but our, our buyers still would have been, I think happy to purchase that home at that price, knowing that it was fair market value. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a lot of things rattling through my head, but I don't want to um, be the only one that's asking questions because we see Trisha and Nick all the time. So we, let's just let our listeners know: seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. We are on until seven thirty tonight. So if you have any questions, please call us at the studio. Um, we're happy to take some of your questions. Are there some questions on Facebook? Um, yeah. Well, first. Kristen Howlett, she is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She commented on our video on Facebook saying, I'm writing an offer for a FISBO right now. And I actually talked to her earlier because she she asked me about, you know, holding escrow in in regard to Mm, representing a buyer, um, you know, during a for sale by owner. Um, And also she had posted in, we have a private group on Facebook and she had posted a a for sale by owner. I think it was on realtor.com or Zillow or something. And the the person who... The person who had uh, done the first sale by owner accidentally uploaded every single photo in his uh, <laughs> in his phone. <laughs> so it wasn't just of his house. It was just pretty much every single photo in his. Uh, so that's, that's also. Well, there were uh, some interesting ones. Yeah. The, the, there were. Yeah. Um, and then also we do have a question from Karen Monroe. Um, how many hours on average does a full-time realtor work? <laughs> on average all right i'll so go ahead Trisha, Nick, can go first yeah in a day so you guys know karen yeah um that's that's hard it's like i, I mean i don't want to be like 24 7 because i do sleep and i do you know hang out with my children from time to time but it it's i, I don't know like from the minute you wake up you're checking your phone well, you're that, to emails and then you go to bed and you're still getting text messages. So it's just not something that ever gets turned off. Mm-hmm. It, it circles back to what Nick was saying before about how it's just, it, it strikes you, like you said, you, a bunch of realtors in the same realm, it just strikes you as different as like this industry is something where someone would think they would do that. And even a similar question like that is almost the general assumption that a real estate agent is not a full-time job. Mm. That is interesting, isn't it? That's a, that's one thing I love about having him around, having Dustin around, is he comes from a corporate environment where things are just so cut and dry. Like this is what this is the procedure, and you do it. If if you don't want to do it, then you don't have a job here anymore, right? So, 
you know, with independent contractors, sometimes it's difficult. Well, I don't want to give you my paperwork on time, you know, like, and he, he just is having a hard time understanding that. But it, it's very interesting if you talk to anybody who's in the industry and now he sees it, you are constantly going. He sees, you know, when I'm on the boat, we're constantly looking at emails and always doing that. But from the outside perception of people is that you can just do this part time. I'm in this this group right now, it's like um, women empowering women in real estate or something like that. Did I tell you this? Yeah. Oh, so this one woman wrote on there last week, I was furloughed. So I decided to go get my real estate license to, um, to um, help me with my, um, to compliment. Yeah. Yeah. To cushion my unemployment, like as like, you know, just to supplement, to supplement. I'm like, Really, that's nice because I use my real estate uh, job to supplement. <laughs> like that's what I do full time, you know? So it is sort of frustrating that people think that you can do this part-time because to do it right, you certainly cannot. Right. You can't. Okay. Yeah, and I think there's like, there's certainly like a misconception that there's flexibility and there is to a degree, like you can do what you want when you want, but if you're not doing something now, you've got to do it later. So mm -hmm. if you decide that you want to, you know, take off from two to five o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to be doing stuff at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night to make up for it if you want to be successful. Mm -hmm. so. And it's interesting too, because if you think about, you know, Monday through Friday, that's when the attorneys are working, generally speaking, you know, the appraisers, all of those people are generally working Monday through Friday, nine to five, which means the real estate agent has to be available for those times. But then when people get out of work, when do they want to see homes? After five and on weekends. So mm -hmm. what, where does that leave the real estate agent, right? You have to be there in all times. Mm -hmm. And how frustrating is it when we're working with part-time agents? Oh, I don't get out of work until five, so I can't respond to you until then. Well, get out of the business. That's that you're not doing your client any services. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we might have somebody else calling. Um, no, just as an example, um, this is another comment from Kristen Howlett of, of what we were talking about before was um, she had come across a for sale by owner, they had had a, an accepted offer on their home before hiring her for 480, which fell through. They ended up hiring Kristen and she ended up selling the house for 540. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. So that's $60,000 over asking. Mm -hmm. um, so and that's what just was the compensation, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so that easily outweighs any argument that a for somebody who is saying that I want to do a for sale by owner because I don't want to pay an agent's commission, that easily outweighs 110% any commission that you would be paying that agent you've just made above and beyond mm. what you would have been paying them. That's more money in your pocket. Right. Don't you guys think, let's get down to some numbers and let me just, let me, we'll do a quick question round table, just get everybody's response on this. When I'm, when I'm thinking about a for sale by owner, there are several things that I think the consumer or us as agents think about that person. I want each one of us to sort of give an example of you know, what our thoughts are when we see a for sale by owner. Like one thing is like people tend to think that they're unrealistic because they feel as if they can do it themselves. So the, any type of answer like that, like what are some of the thoughts that you guys have? We'll start with Trisha and Nick. I just look at it as now I'm going to do two agents jobs. That's literally <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't want to compensate you. Right. 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 And, and then they don't understand the process. So then I become a nag because I'm like, well, I need this information. I need this for the lender. I need this. I need to be at your house to meet the appraiser because I, I want somebody to be there to meet the appraiser. I don't want just 
you there. Me, I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I'm usually like, okay, here we go. I'll just do everybody's job. Yeah, and that, that like that, and that's immediately what we say as soon as we bump into these situations. And I'm like, well, I feel like you know, to say it in your way, we should be asking for more apples because not only are you doing everything, but then you become a teacher and an educator throughout the process, which mm-hmm. we're totally fine with. That's part of the reason why we're in this business yeah. or a lot of the reason to help people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know it's like, sometimes yeah. it's just... Well, the attorneys, I've been talking to a couple attorneys late recently too, and they're frustrated with people doing that because what they're saying is, oh, now I'm in a situation where... You know, I'm not just giving legal advice. I'm giving the realtor advice. So they're yeah. coming to me for, what do you mean I need a Title V inspection? Or what do you mean it failed? Oh, what is a certificate of compliance? What do you mean I have to pay $4.56 per thousand when I sell my house to the state because that's called state tax stamps? What do you mean I have to have the final smoke start done? What do you mean I have to have the final water reading? What do you mean that has to be paid before the closing? What is a CD? I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> go on. I mean, that's just a little bit. That's nothing. I, I, you know, what do you mean the that someone's just going to show up in my yard and start surveying it? What do you mean my shed is encroaching on the other guy's land? What does that mean? What am I going to do? What do you mean I have an easement? Like, you know what I mean? There are so many things. What, what do you mean, mean I have, I have a title issue? By closing. Yeah. I, I could still stay here. Well, and just think about how many phone calls and text messages you feel throughout the day throughout a transaction that are basically that. Like, okay, what's happening right now? Is this normal? And mm-hmm. a lot of times you're like, this is standard, this is normal, this is how it goes. Yep. But if you're doing it by yourself, you have no you have no sounding board, you have no idea. Yeah, you have no yeah. idea. Absolutely. There's no room for leeway to be petty or stubborn because you're looking out for your own clients. And so once yeah. you realize the situation you're in, it's not like, that's not my job, you figure it out, you're selling it. It's, all right, I, I'm here to help now. How do we do this as quickly and as painless as possible? Yeah. Right. Dustin, do you have, what is one of your thoughts on for sale by owners? Because I have not come across one from the professional end. I see it from being a professional and knowing how much work that goes into it. It's just ludicrous to to think it's worth it. And I know that it's different for everyone. If you only work 10 hours a week or if you work a hundred or if you make a hundred thousand or $10 a week, it's, it, it, it's different for everyone, but it's not just the money. You're not going to end up getting all that money back. And is, is, is it worth your time? It's just, it's too much to think. Mm-hmm. It's not a hobby. Right. And it's not, think of what we were saying earlier when Trisha's saying, or when Nick was saying that, you know, I'm still on my honeymoon. I still like it. it, it we, even though we do like our job, we're not going home every day being like, that was wonderful. I'm so glad everything happened the way it did today. <laughs> and so it, it's not, it's not like, it's not a puzzle. It's not just like something you do after work. Mm-hmm. Right. And too, I mean, we use teamwork. Uh, we, we, meaning I started to after five years. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. Um, You're doing good. You're doing good. But, you know, I think about like all the little tasks that we're putting in there, like meeting the appraiser, making sure you have the purchase and sales agreement, giving her a business card, asking if she needs any comps, like just little things like that. Like, that's just one little piece. It's not second nature until you've done it for a really long time. So can you, if you imagine mm-hmm. that you're doing it one off every seven years, if that's how much you're moving, if you're a continuous for sale by owner, mm-hmm. lots of things change in seven years. Mm-hmm. So what is your thought on, on the whole process? I hope you don't use mine. Um, so, well, so I, I won't because I'm going to come from a buyer's agent perspective here. 
I would say I actually think it's easier to win them over and probably less competitive for my buyers. And I know I can get them a better deal. (laughs) I'm I'm just like, just being honest, like I'm not up against 10 other offers. Usually there's no offer deadline because they don't know. I'm sorry. They don't know what the heck they're doing. They don't set timelines. So if I'm the first one in there, I'm almost guaranteed if I give them an offer that's good enough, they're going to accept it. They're going to shut everything down and I'm good. I'm in like Flynn. (laughs) Now, see, that is a very good perspective. So you guys have been listening to the show forever. And one of the things that's great about the team aspect is Mary coming from a buyer perspective, me coming from a listing perspective, Mel sort of being that middle ground of falling in love with every damn love letter that she gets. (laughs) Not anymore. I've become a... I know she's become hard and hard in my old age. (laughs) But that is a really good thing. So to all the for sale by owners... Buyers agents like Mary love you because she thinks you are dumb. Basically is what she just said. You're not smart enough to know how much money you should be getting for your house. That's kind of what I feel, to be honest. That's good. What are your thoughts? I'm trying to think of something that hasn't been said. I, I, I think that maybe before I started working in real estate, it, it seemed like it could probably be easy enough for somebody to do. And then now six or however seven years later I'm like "Mm, yeah it sounds like you you don't really know what you're doing like (laughs) you just don't want to take the time or you feel as though you can you know do all these things but you know just because you sold the house 30 years ago doesn't mean everything is the same now um and you know but you know some people have do have success with it so you know Mm -hmm. we're not we're not saying across the board however you know this is our job so i I feel as though our opinion is Mm -hmm. probably semi you know on the same page of you know yeah like we've made a career out of this like this is Mm -hmm. hard it's like if, if it's almost like starting a new job like you you sell your house on your own and you've never done it so like you are like sort of starting something new but like you're only going to do it once so it's like all right well might as well just hire somebody and you know potentially get more money for it yeah absolutely well that's a good point too melissa because not every for sale by owner is created equal just not just like not every Mm. agent is created equal so you might get a really savvy for sale by owner that was an agent and just got out of the business or was a uh, or is an attorney I mean, somebody who's familiar with the process, but that's maybe or like, took the time to educate themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. maybe like one percent of the seven percent. So one of the things that you also said that I um, think is interesting is, oh, maybe you sold a house thirty years ago. Well, yeah. guess what? It was very different thirty years yeah. ago. So everything is different. So when I'm working with my clients who have been in their homes twenty five to thirty years, they're like, we didn't do any of this when we were buying our house mm-hmm. and selling our house. So there are a lot of things that are different. So they could get themselves in a lot of legal problems. Right. So mine is with numbers. This is how I feel about it. So, you know, I I always wonder where people are getting their number, you know, Mm -hmm. so they do a Zestimate, they do all this stuff with Zillow, they'll show you that they're not accurate. But we had, and I talked about this a lot on the radio this year. Okay. So we have the assessed value, what the town is thinking about, what the value of your house is based on two year prior information sales. We have the uh, appraised value, which is what a bank appraiser is going to come in and say, this is where I'm coming in based on what past sales we've had in the last six months. Then we have a market value. That's me basically saying this is what an appraised value is, but the market is very, very uh, busy right now. Um, Low inventory, that will push up your price. So my marketing value is a little bit more than what the appraised value is. Mm -hmm. 
Then we had emotional value. And that's what we have had for the last five months is emotional value. And that's people buying houses 50, 60, 70, 80. We've heard up to $120,000 over asking price, okay? Mm -hmm. So all of these properties are in MLS. When they're in MLS, so if you're, I don't know how to explain it. Okay, Mary, you're selling your house. Yep. You saw in MLS that a house just like yours just sold for $600,000. Yep. So you're thinking, I'm going to put my house on for $600,000 because I know that that's what the value is. And of course, your house is better than that house because nobody has an ugly baby. <laughs> so, but for me, when I'm a buyer's agent and you tell me that, I'm also going to say, please take five apples off of the top of your number because the value of your house is that number less the five apples that somebody got compensated for. Mm -hmm. So that's my approach when I'm the buyer's agent going after a FISBO. It's like, well, I would just take that money right off the top. If you're not going to compensate me, I'm going to take five apples right off the top and that we get paid by my client. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about it. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Of course, you went with numbers. <laughs> That's your thing. That's my thing. That's Dustin, no. what are some of the questions that you had in your agenda for Trish and Nick? I was going to say before we, sorry. Before, yeah, no, that's fine. Just touching on what Mary was kind of saying about having like a, a savvy FISBO um, seller. I think from their side of things, at times they're thinking about having potentially lazy agents who aren't going to have their back, aren't going to do what they want them to do to represent them to cor correctly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, just like there's good FISBO buyers and I mean sellers and bad FISBO sellers, there's, there's good, realistically, there's good real estate agents and bad real estate agents. And I'll give a, a shameless plug, like Boston Connect has a, a <laughs> lot of great agents that mm -hmm. are not lazy and do things correctly and represent people correctly. And mm -hmm. I just don't, I think it's hard because sometimes uh, someone who wants to sell their own house kind of puts a blanket policy on the entire industry and just considers considers us all lazy and it's yeah. just not the case. <laughs> it really isn't. And that's one of the things too is, you know, with Boston Connect Real Estate, it's, you know, we're, we're a boutique, but I, I love where we are right now, like the energy and everybody helping everybody. And actually I saw somebody needed something one day and I saw Trish responded, like, did you already set up the appointment? And I was like, wow, one of the busiest agents in the office just offered to help somebody else because she was away for the weekend or something with mm -hmm. one of her buyer clients. And I just thought this, I just love this family that we've created here. And I know it sounds hokey, but it is such a great team. Um, but I think that you're right. There was something I was going to say about um, good, bad, and indifferent agents, and I can't remember what it was now. So there it goes. That's 52. <laughs> having a concussion. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Didn't come my way. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Well, you guys can continue talking about something. We have three minutes until our seven o'clock break. Just so our listeners know, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here um, on WATD. If you have any questions for us, you can call us at the studio, 781-837-4900. Ben is in studio and we can, um, at, after seven, we'll be here until 7.30. And we are also live on Facebook. So you can see us there. And if you want to join us on our webinar we have a link there too so um you can follow along and see what we look like any if other questions um no other questions i just got jack's information from ben so oh, good jack i'm gonna send your gift card tomorrow Yay. 50 bucks <laughs> he was asking about this and i thought she said 20 up front but then i'm pretty sure she said 50 yeah, yeah, I, did. yeah 50. I did because i was so impressed with his answer afterwards that he agrees that 
doing this on your own doesn't make sense. So I like his analogy. It was dabbling. It's like going to a car mechanic who dabbles and, uh, to do your brakes, like a yeah. dabbler to do your brakes. It's like, oh. You know, I'm not going to lie. I had like a random person do like a brake line for me like a hundred years ago. So I paid them in Bud Light. So I'm glad I'm going to lie. Swear Alternator, 20 bucks, sold. <laughs> well, you're still here to tell the story, so. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we're coming up to the 7 o'clock break right now. We're going to do a little news break again. You're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We have Team Flynn with us. They are full-time real estate agents, husband and wife with two beautiful, beautiful children. Uh, Pete is, like, over Luke now, right? <laughs> I saw the pictures on the rock. I wasn't sure if you were trying to like say, look what a difference these many months can make because there's no <laughs> house in the background and then a house or the kids. So, um, but you can, again, ask any questions that you have for Trish and Nick. Again, they're full-time real estate agents and they service all of the South Shore, South Coast. They'll go down to the Cape. They'll go into the Boston area. They go everywhere. Um, having a team is giving you that ability to do that. Um, and they have mom and dad's watch the kids so <laughs> work so great. yeah two sets of moms and dads um so we will be right back after this break WATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton. This is the South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 FM WATD. Streaming online at 95.9WATD.com and with your smart speaker just by saying play WATD. AP News, I'm Tim McGuire. President Trump and many Republicans... ...away from Canada, times of clouds and sunshine, the high 55... Saturday blustery, though dry, in the low to mid-50s at best with some sun. Looks like more rain will move in on the cool side as we go into Sunday. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Rob Gilman. This is Mike McNamara. If you have a financial question and are too shy or too busy to call us on our show, McNamara on Money, you can email us at questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. As certified financial planner practitioners, we are knowledgeable about a number of financial topics. If we can't answer your question, we may be able to refer you to someone who can. If you take the time to ask the question, we figure we can make the time to answer it. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. Tonight, we are joined by full-time real estate agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate, Team Flynn. And um, if you haven't listened or, you know, want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. You can go to bostonconnect.com. You can call us here at the office anytime, 781-826-8000. You can follow us on social media at Boston Connect Real Estate for Facebook and on Instagram, or you can follow our team, uh, you know, McNamara Broker Team. And what is... Trish and Nick, what are your uh, little handles there for, for social media? Nick, what are our handles? Yeah, so <laughs> I would say Team Flynn. Yeah, Team Flynn. Team Flynn. Team Flynn. I think it's like Team Flynn, Boston Connect Real Estate or something. Like, so if you go to Facebook, it's Team Flynn, Boston Connect Real Estate. Yep. Yeah. If you go to Twitter, it's Team Flynn Realty. 
Um, if our website is uh, teamflynnrealty.com. Yeah. Does anyone use Twitter besides Matt Mahoney? I know. That's, that's where he gets all of his news from. He's the only reason I'm on there because I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> I make fun of him all the time because he's like, oh, did you see on Twitter? I go, no, because no. I don't use Twitter. I don't even, I don't even have the app. Nothing. Like I don't, nobody, I, I got Twitter a hundred years ago so I can follow John Mayer and then he deleted his. So I did too. I am, uh, I'm, I'm trying more of the grams now, as the kids call it. Oh, the yeah. Insta, sorry. The whatever. Insta. See, we don't what did you call grams? You're doing <laughs> yeah. the grams? That sounds like something the completely gram. different. No. The gram, no S. Gram, the gram. I'm doing all kinds of new terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least you're getting up with the times. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so tonight we're talking about for sale by owners. So, Dustin, um, why don't you get us back on track? Because now we're all laughing. <laughs> Um, so, so what are we, what are we talking about now? What are we yeah. Talking? So we were, we were going through an article from Homelight, which is a realtor referral company. I think they're based out in California and they gave us a bunch of pros and cons of for sale by owners. And I think we're just going to dissect these a little bit and we're looking at emotionals. Trish, I know this is on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Objectivity. It's your own house. Yeah. It's, it's hard. You think you have a really good sense of maybe what it's worth or what you value. And it, it is tough to potentially and more often than not than find out that not everyone is thinking the same as you. <laughs> yes. Or you're like, they like your style. I like people sometimes like will over improve their house. Like they'll spend a lot of money on one room like their kitchen and they'll be like oh it's a designer kitchen it's so beautiful i i, I handpicked every ounce of this kitchen and you're looking at it and it's just ugly yeah <laughs> oh okay but they're so proud of it and then you know we as agents like we get feedbacks after showings and it's shared with our clients and i always tell people like we don't sugarcoat it we don't you know we don't intercept it and make it sound nice. Like when it comes from the agent, like you're hearing it, you're seeing it. And so like, if you're a for sale by owner, like somebody's not going to tell you to your face, your kitchen <laughs> is hideous. That's why your house is not selling, but we could tactfully explain like, maybe if we put a coat of paint on your cabinets that may speed up the sale, it may be more attractive, more people will like it. But if you think you have the best of the best and you don't, like it's it's hard yeah and like sharon said everybody you know nobody thinks they have an ugly baby and mm -hmm. it so it's tough it's th that there is like that emotional draw you love your house and you a lot like me for instance when i sold our we sold our first house i had done a ton of renovations to it so i felt like a real personal connection spent a lot of time with it <laughs> blood, sweat, blood, tears. Sweat, tears. <laughs> i didn't you know what i mean I, it's, it's it's tough you know what would be interesting and i I don't have the statistic, haven't looked up the statistic, but I'd be interested to know like how many, how many real estate agents have another real estate agent sell their own home mm -hmm. because, you know, because of that factor, yeah. because of the emotional factor. I you see it quite a bit. I just don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I had one right in our office. I mean, we were, we listed for one of our agents yep. um, and it was, you know, and again, even with her, like she did have very, very good taste, but the value of certain things, I was just like, eh, no one cares. You know what I mean? So it is really difficult. I do know too, like sometimes 
um, at other offices when I was in an, um, when I originally worked at Ravis when I was in Duxbury and I know one of the agents put her house on the market and she asked me if I would do the open houses for her for that reason. She yeah. didn't want to be doing the open houses because of how people are and people should be able to be honest when they're going through a house. Like if you go through and it's like, oh, this house smells like mm, cigarette. Mm cigarettes, cat, whatever, you know, you want them to be able to say that openly. Um, But if they're saying it right to you, you're like, what? Mm -hmm. I don't smell anything. And one of the, like one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we get from buyers is it's incredibly awkward when there's a listing agent at a home during a private showing. And then it's even more awkward when it's the actual seller. Yes. Doing the accompanied show. Can you elaborate more on on that? Just because I find this so interesting, and I could not agree more. Yeah, <laughs> I really couldn't. It it like people buy awkward. Like they can't touch things. Like they they can't open drawers. They can't like openly talk about things. Like oh well, you, you it's just quiet. And then sometimes as like, as we walk out of the house, I can't even tell if they liked it or not. And sometimes like, oh my God, I loved it. I just felt so weird. It rushed. 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 I thought you said blushed. I opened up their closet and I saw her underwear and I blushed. (laughs) You, You finish and you get outside and you realize you did not spend nearly enough time in there to even, and the whole time, you're not thinking about the house. You're thinking about the owner and what they're thinking about. And you're making small talk. Yeah, you know, to like distract them and be like, "Hey, buyers, look at the house while I just entertain the seller." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, I, yeah, well, that, yeah, I know. Just the other day, I was doing it, and like, the, I felt so bad. He wanted the seller wanted to be there as my buyer, but then his like wife was in a nursing home, and he was like trying to get her in an ambulance to the hospital. And I'm like, he has it on speakerphone, and I'm just like, we need to leave. Like, we should <laughs> be here right now. And then I'm like, I just. I felt weird and I'm like the professional. I can only imagine like, she was just like, okay, well, I, I think it's time to go now. And I was like, yeah, I think so. It's <laughs> so strange. Do you have somebody um, has a question? Yeah, we have, um, we have a comment from Trisha's mom. Oh, Lisa. oh Liz. <laughs> I was very realistic about the house I lived in for 41 years. Because you had a good age. Liz, 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 <laughs> Liz, I'm going to tell the truth here. I'm not going to let Trisha and Nick talk. Was, they, was talked about you. they talked about you every single day that came in this office. <laughs> 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 was my father realistic? Yeah, I, yeah, that's really the question. Was no. dad realistic, Liz? Nope. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm only kidding, by the way, Liz. <laughs> no. she, yeah, yeah, she was a great sport. She still she, yells at me, why'd you make me take down my garage? I was just gonna, I was going to bring that up, actually. If you're doing one more open house, I'm, oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, you can't do it. I'm the one sweating here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Well, one of the things, um, it does make it really difficult when you're selling a family member's house. And when my parents um, sold their house in West Bridgewater, I remember doing open house over there. And it is weird, you know, being that person, even though I didn't own the house, it's just that related, you're just too close. What? What are you laughing at? Well, um, just, you know, finish your story and I'll say something afterwards. Okay. So, but then when my mother and, um, sister ended up buying a house in Halifax. I helped them do that. 
They didn't take any of my advice. So then they decided to sell it and buy a condo. And I referred them to an agent. And I said, I do not want the referral fee. I want you to give it back to them to buy more curtains. Because apparently I forgot the curtains in West Bridgewater were supposed to come with them. I was like, they're freaking Venetian blinds. Who cares? Get some more. Yeah. Anyways, that's my story. What were you laughing at me for? I, I wasn't laughing at you. I was thinking about when, um, so we sold my sister's house. So when we, when mm. we did the open houses, we did Saturday and Sunday and me and Mel were there. And I, like, I was fine, but I didn't realize that every single time somebody walked in the house, I'm going, this is my sister's house. <laughs> <laughs> or she was like, she would like yell that at people as soon as she walked in, as people walk in, or she would start to talk about them like, yeah, we have like parties and like family parties here, and like, and be like, oh yeah, by the way, this is my sister's house. You're such a geek. Look, she's like, I was, I was felt so weird because I was like, I was talking about just, oh, that's Jake's room and like so and so and blah 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 blah, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, this is my sister's house. <laughs> Well, you guys just had to go through it too and sell Nick's parents' house, right? Well, so Mary was trying to show Nick's parents' house, but I had the appointment. Oh my gosh! My yeah. And I'm like, so she comes walking in. I start like explaining the house to her, and she's just like, she's like, I'm just weirded out. What is going on right now? And I, I have no idea why you're here. Is this an open house? Like what? <laughs> like I had zero clue that is where they were currently living. <laughs> It was so funny. So I like took a picture of your sign outside because I was like, oh, this is really cute. I'm going to tell Nick and Trish that I'm showing their house or whatever. And then she opens the door. Come on in. I'm like, okay. okay. So company showings. Like it was just back-to-back appointments. So that was so funny. I was like, oh, it all makes uh-huh. sense to me now. <laughs> that is so funny. As you can see, we have a lot of fun here at Boston Real Estate. We don't even want to sell our own houses. Why do you people want to sell your houses? I I don't get it. I cleaned out my basement this weekend. I was like, I'm never moving. (laughs) A lot of people do this. The next time I tell somebody, it's really easy. You just stop purging. Make a pile of the things you want to keep and a pile of the things you want to donate. BFD, folks, it's all stinks. It's hard to do. Like a full week of work just to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not closings. Like it is just, I just, I always tell people, I'm like, oh, nauseous just thinking about it. But <laughs> we, do it. we do it all the time, but it's very uh, stressful. Yeah. You did it three times within a year, right? For everybody. You tired? Yeah, we did it three times in a pandemic with two children. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm literally feeling faint right now. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> She's bright, right? <laughs> Well, let me just, I want to give a sample though of something that actually I wrote down while we were talking about everything going on and we're talking about pricing your house. And a lot of times you would think that the sellers are overpricing their house. Well, Trish and Nick gave an example. You gave an example of them underpricing a house. And I think that that is actually happening more than it isn't because they're not putting into effect the appraised value. Maybe they're using that, getting you know an independent appraisal, which I think is smart. But now what about market value? What about emotional value? So 
So um, there was a neighbor, I'll, I'll say it, there was a neighbor on my street, um, great, great people. They decided to list their house on their own. Um, I would have been happy to help them in some capacity, but they didn't call me. So there you go. And they put their house on the market. As soon as I saw it, I was like, they underpriced it. Like, what are they doing? Like, I know because I did a CMA for a very similar house in a very similar location that I'm like, they underpriced this house. So then what they did is they wanted to make the make it look really, really nice. So before they put it on, so they repaved the driveway and they wanted to make it a little bit wider because they thought, you know, this is one of the things for us that didn't always work. So we're going to widen the driveway. And they put the house on the market at a lower price. They got it sold. Then they had their septic system inspected and it failed. Where do you think the leaching failed was? <gasps> the <new driveway>. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath the new driveway. So they had to rip up the driveway that they just put down because the leaching field was going underneath it when they widened it. So like if they had hired us, any one of us right here would have said, before you put your house on the market, make sure you have it inspected. So you know, like, first of all, that's part of your pricing. You're not going to get dollar for dollar, but you should know. Yeah. Or should I increase the size of my driveway? No. Like, let me think about it for a minuscule of a second. Like, (laughs) just things you don't have to do in order to sell your house. So, at the end of the day... The worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. So, at the end of the day... I don't know how I've never heard that story before, because that is, like, top tier, like... (laughs) I know. Sell your home in your home, and this is what happens. I know. And there's a lot more for you to hear, friends. I know, (laughs) I know. And it just happened this year. It just happened this year. So, they underpriced the house, then they had to do the septic system, and they had to do the the driveway all over and they underpriced it. So they saved $20,000 on, on, on compensation and it cost them 75 probably to do Uh, everything else. Maybe less, but there we go. Any other questions on Facebook? Um, No, just a couple people chiming in. Your Mm -hmm. mom still. (laughs) 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 She needed Um, all the advice from you. So, so you listen to all the advice. Oh, that's what she said. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that i found interesting and i I don't know which article you guys printed out so many i don't know which article it's from but they say that there's a study that was done by the national association of realtors back in um, 2014 so this is same thing national the median price of for sale by owner homes was 210 in 2014 obviously we're much different right now but um, when the for sale by owner seller knew the buyer, which happens in about half of physical um, sales, which yeah. I find this quite often. So you're just selling to a friend or you're selling to your next door neighbor or your next door neighbor's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the median home price was only 151900 So that's $69,000 or something like that mm-hmm. below. And this actually happened with um, some clients of ours this past year, we sold their house and before we went on market and we did a whole show on this, before we went on market, they were approached by the next door neighbor's family and the family was willing to give them what they were asking if they went kind of direct, mm-hmm. give them what they were att- intending to put it on the market for. But our advice was to still put it on the market and they received offers excessively over asking over mm-hmm. that. So well above and beyond paying for any fee that they were compensating Boston Connect Real Estate and and then some to go to their next house. Mm-hmm. 
So that's just a good point to put out there. It is a very good point, Mary. Thank you. Okay. Mary can read <laughs> articles. Hey, I had a real life story to contribute. So Ooh, Dustin, why don't we start firing some stuff at the Flynn's since they are our guests tonight? Okay. Okay. Um, so honestly, talking about money is the easiest thing to kind of visualize and probably the number one reason someone would make this decision. And I think what we're getting at now is it's not always the smart choice. And the thing for me that is just up there with money is time. It's no matter how much you're saving, I don't think a lot of people realize the type of time that goes into it. And when we're dealing with transactions, that's the half of our job that has deadlines that you have to meet. I mean, it starts in the PNS and you don't meet the deadlines, it doesn't happen. And so like, do you have the time to now start putting aside maybe your full-time job or your time with your family to not just put in the total amount of hours, but when it's needed to happen? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like if you're, you know, a nurse or you have another job where like you can't be fielding phone calls or signing documents in a timely manner or having somebody ping you to say, all right, this needs to get signed today. I'll loaded electronically. That's the other thing. We have so many tools and resources where, you know, most people don't have scanners or printers anymore. Everything's electronic. But if you don't have the ability to send off a document to electronically sign, like, oh, here, we'll do an extension for, you know, for 24 hours till we can wrap this up or whatever. It's just Mm -hmm. like if you are working and you can't respond, it's like silence is deadly in real estate. Like if you don't respond, then people start creating, like, they don't want to sell their house anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, the, like it just, people get in their own heads and they start freaking out, dreaming up stuff that's not even true. And then by the time they get back to them, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, here you go. And they're like, I don't even know if I want this house anymore. Cause do you even want to sell it to me? Cause you didn't respond and I don't like you anymore. And it gets like so crazy. I think one of the things too, Trish, is with the, you know, the time aspect of everything is if you think about what we just went through, you know, these past several months with how many showings, like, so how many showings, Nick, were on your parents' house? On my, on my parents' house? Yeah. Um, I want to say there was close, God, it's probably close to 60. 60 showings. I mean, it was the, yeah. Three days. It's a nice house. Two open houses. And two open houses and then private showings. Yeah, I mean, we it was one of those situations where there was a line out the door down the street for the open houses. Yeah. yeah. So how would the, you know, the average homeowner, like Dustin is saying, they're working their nine to five job, you know, probably husband and wife are working. Then they're picking up the kids in between and feeding the dogs and getting everybody out to McDonald's when they have to get out for 60 different showings. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? But now you can't get out, like you're going to get the kids out and your husband out. Who's going to stay there to let them in? You know what I mean? There's so much that goes into it. But I think a bigger part of this, when we'll get into finances, is the financial piece of this is when you have multiple offers. And how many offers did you end up with? I know, I think I might've given you my spreadsheet, but you might've had your own. What? Yeah, so in the end, it was technically 17 that we were working on. 17, now think about that. 60 showings, that's a good good average. So 17 offers on that. And, you know, they are very organized, but how does the average homeowner look at 17 offers and not even know or understand what this offer to purchase is? The other thing we have to think about is anything that that person signs in the state of Massachusetts, if you sign something, 
then it's a legal document. So how many of these buyers are like, sellers are like, oh, I'm going to sell my house, but I want to find another house. And they verbally say that to the agent and the agent's like, all right, great. Well, here's my offer. But nothing in there says seller has to find suitable housing because they don't understand contingencies and the legal parts of this document. They're now held by that mm -hmm. when they get That's to purchase and sales part. agreement. That's so scary. there are so many scary parts to... Nuances, yeah. Yeah, to do it on their own. So... I mean, I mean, I, one of the biggest things I think we're running into right now is um, is appraisals, mm -hmm. you know, and with everything going so far above asking, everybody, including real estate agents, are always worried about appraisals. So there's so many little things that we do as real estate agents to protect you in that situation. I mean, from, from in that sale, for example, we had people go so far over over asking price that we knew it wasn't going to appraise, but mm -hmm. we ended up working with and qualifying a buyer that that wasn't an issue, that wasn't a concern for them. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you do that on your own and you just pick the top number, you you know you could be redo, redoing everything in three months, putting right. it back on the market. And two, knowing how to get everybody at their highest and best. You know, you get the seventeen offers, but through the process, I'm sure you were saying, "Hey, Mary, I just want to let you know I now have fourteen offers. Is your client at their highest and best?" Hey, Melissa, I just want to let you know I have fourteen offers. Is your client at their highest and best? And most times, people are saying, "Oh, I want to change my offer." Then Dustin calls and says, "Hey, how many offers do you have now?" Oh, I have seventeen offers. Wait a second, I'm going to talk to my my client and see if they want it. Is the homeowner going to do that? It's a lot, a lot of work. We had one on Beachwood and Hanson this year. We had 129 showings and 24 offers. And wow. it was crazy trying to get everything all lined up. It took what Mar Melissa and Dustin a full day mm -hmm. to put all of those offers together and put them in a spreadsheet. So they made sense. Yeah. So, yeah. so tonight our topic... Yeah. Like even buyers maybe not wanting to work with an agent because they think that they're going to get a deal. But they, if, if any offer is incomplete, it, it's, it's tossed out. Like you have to cross your T's, dot your I's, make sure all your paperwork is in order and is easy to read and nobody has to chase any one document down. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. The other but, thing too, Trish, is I'm sorry, Nick, to cut you off, but you're working as a buyer's agent because you were talking about your examples of working with a buyer. Think about buyers who are out there alone going to Fizbo's. I was literally mess. like shaking yeah, my head. Imagine that's that. scary. That's scary. Because that buyer, the seller could come up with anything they wanted for a price and the buyer isn't going to know any different, right? Okay. You guys, Nick, what you, I want you to get your thought in, but we have three minutes left. So I want to make sure you get in. We want the Flynn team from Boston Connect Real Estate. Again, full-time real estate agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate. They're the best of the best. I will say that for sure. Uh, they're servicing all of the South Shore, South Coast. They'll go down to the Cape. They go into the Dorchester, Braintree, Weymouth, Quincy area um, into Boston. So they are your team uh, for all things here in our area. Get your final thought in and then make sure that we have time to give your contact information. So if anybody wants to sit with you for a buyer, one-on-one -on -one buyer consultation or a one-on-one -on -one seller consultation. So uh, yeah, I just was just sticking along with that same vein that you were talking about with just dealing with dealing with competition and, and um, in multiple offers and stuff, but also as a real estate agent creating that competition. Mm -hmm. So having a, having I mean, it's just, it's, it's capitalist economics. That's my 
small passive aggressive plug hopefully we still continue to have capitalist economics (laughs) (laughs) but if we drive competition real estate agents drive competition and Mm -hmm. and create the multiple offer situation through a proven created marketing system like when anytime we walk into a listing agreement and we sit down with people we have a marketing strategy and a a strategy and a marketing system and a plan Mm-hmm. And it's always changing based yeah. on the market and where we are now in the market. So right. that's a very, very good point. Um, Trish and Nick have a lot of other really good points. And we're hoping that uh, one of the things we're going to be working on is having um, a podcast for our real estate agents so they can have a couple really solid hours of talking about this stuff, having roundtables, webinars and everything here right at our roundtable. If anybody wants to get in touch with you guys, how can they do that? Uh, 781. I don't even know my phone number. 223. 3286. Or you can reach us at teamflynn at Perfect. Again, that's teamflynn at bostonconnect.com. Um, and you can always call the office 781 826 8000. 781 826 8000. We will make sure that your call will get to Trish and Nick and we'll be able to find you. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Any final thoughts from anybody else that they want to join? Cause we have about 30 seconds left. I think I want to just steal Ken's line and say like, don't screw it up, but it's like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or by owner. Don't do it. Just don't do it. S- selling your home. One of the most stressful transactions of your life. Yes. Yeah. Selling it by yourself is the one way to make it even more stressful. Oh, oh good way to end. Thank you, Dustin. Woo! All right. Everybody. We will see you next week. Um,